The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at ArrowheadPride.com. And this is the podcast where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll provide a little bit of color along the way. Today is the Wednesday, September 11th version of From the Podium. Uh, And I think as Americans, we all know what goes along with that. Uh, And with that being said, I do want to share something, but I won't do so until the end of the podcast. So we'll get through your Kansas City Chiefs. And if you want to stick around, I have some words about September 11th I I do want to share with you. Before we do that, of course, we're going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and linebacker Anthony Hitchens. The Chiefs turning the page from the 40-26 to win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, now focusing their attention on the Oakland Raiders, Oakland Coliseum, the last time in Oakland this Sunday, 3.05 p.m. Arrowhead time. Let's get into the podium interviews. We're going to start with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Here's Andy Reid from the podium. All right. Um... The other um, injuries, I, you know, Patrick, he's in practice today, so there's nothing there. Um, just a quick word, it's September 11th. I think we all realize that, but um, again, our hearts go out to the responders and, and the victims, uh, families of, of uh, the September 11th incidents that took place. So um, we always keep that close to our heart and our minds at this time. Uh, we look forward to the challenge of playing the Raiders. Um, you know, we know they're a good football team. We saw that Monday night. And, uh, and so we've got to go through the process of getting ourselves ready to, to play them. And um, but again, we look forward to that challenge. So uh, with that time, George. Does the Raider rivalry mean as much today, or is it more just the division rivalry that is more important? I, I, listen, I think when you step in that stadium, uh, when you're out there, you, you you understand the rivalry. The guys that have been here, they, they get it. It's a long-standing rivalry, probably as close as you're going to have to a college atmosphere that way as far as rivalries go. And and then, likewise, when the Raiders come here, I, I think they realize that. So I think it's a neat, you know, it's a neat thing. It, it, uh, our fans feel it and their fans feel it and, and, uh, and the players feel it. So. So how long does it take you to, to kind of get the rivalry when you when we're in Philly? You know, you got those rivals. When you come out here, when do you kind of really start feeling it? Yeah, well, if you if you look at the history of the NFL, you, I mean, you realize it. Uh, uh, I realized it when I came here. I mean, I knew about it. So um, 
you've been around the NFL or studied it at all, you kind of got to realize how, how important that is, yeah. It's the last time you'll play there. I know you like history. What, what's the best and worst part of, of playing a game now? Well, the bathroom's flooded last year, so I won't miss that. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I just say it's, it's a unique stadium. It's, a, it's, a, it's got a little nostalgia to it and, and that. And we'll be playing, it's still baseball season, we'll be playing on the dirt, which doesn't happen in this league anymore. So, um, you know, that, that part will be kind of neat. And then there have been some great, since I've been here, and, and over time, I know uh, it's that way, but since I've been here, we've had some great battles out there, and I wouldn't expect anything different this time. Maybe, um, uh, it looks like you guys let yourself short at wide receiver. If Tyreek can't play, you, you released Pringle. What went into that decision to make, to go with four wide receivers, at least for now? Yeah, so, um, you know, we get that back off of uh, suspension, and, and so, um, we still we should be okay there. We had work uh, Smith in there during uh, camp, and so he can also uh, do some things for us there. So I, I think we felt like we'd be okay at that spot. Um, uh, you know, however, we love Pringle and you know and that whole thing. That that it really nothing. There wasn't anything on his performance. Uh, you know, for that. Coach, you mentioned the dirt infield. Uh, do anything different with that? I mean, I know both teams got to play out, but did it affect how you prepare or change how guys cut and you have to adjust your offense because of it? Yeah, so there's a, there's a low water table there anyways. Um, I think we know that too. Um, so the, the turf is a bit slippery, um, even when you're on the grass part. So um, you know, you're aware of that. And then the guys that haven't played on the dirt, they'll, they'll get out there in pregame and and uh, have a chance to work work with that. So, would you not call a play because you're in the dirt, like a certain offensive play? Or do you do you get that far into it, or does that not really matter? We just call the dirty plays when we're in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you have dirt calls. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're okay. We're, we we don't care. Yeah, how, much, how much do you still have to monitor Patrick? I know you, you said I think Sunday you keep a close eye on him during the game, but I mean, how how do you process that now? Yeah, so our, our medical staff, Rick and the doctors, uh, they're the ones really monitoring. I have a chance to watch him practice and see if he can move around and, and play. So um, right now he's, you know, he's feeling pretty good, so he'll practice. How optimistic are you that LaShawn McCoy's workload could reasonably increase this week and with Damian and so on? Yeah, I, I think we have a, a good blend there. I, I can't tell you one way or the other, but I, I would tell you that we're comfortable with both guys. On top, you know, same thing. So he, he can get in there and, and do his thing too. So, I mean, we're good with all three of those guys. And why were you more effective running the ball with McCoy than with Williams um, in Jacksonville? Just block better when he happened to be in yeah, the uh, Yeah, it could be that. Uh, it could be the coverages and the fronts that were presented. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of things go into that. And McCall Hardman, uh, obviously it seems like with Tyreek out, he could potentially take on a bigger role. What do you need to see maybe, I guess, first evaluate Sunday's performance and what, what do you want to see from him this week? Yeah, so he's, you know, we've rotated him in. So he, um, he he's played, he got to play during the OTA. He's got christened during that time. And, and, uh, and so uh, we feel comfortable that he can step in and, and play and um, you know, I'm not going to compare, sit here and compare him to uh, Tyreek or anything. I mean, that's not. We just go in and we play, and, and so that's what that's what he'll do. And um, 
but we feel comfortable we can do the stuff we do. You know, we don't have to change things, but now, we do. And, and another thing you've seen both running backs in last week's game, was there some thoughts of they use both of them on the field at the same time with both boys and Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, you, you could. I mean, I mean that's a viable thought. Sure. Understanding that the Jaguars offer one of the best, better front sevens in the league, does there need to be a little bit more emphasis on keeping Pat just a little cleaner? It just seemed like there were a couple of free hits. Just, uh, yeah, you don't want to get hit at all. I mean, that's right. a, the objective. And so um, in some cases, we got to just do better. I've got to do a better job putting the guys in the right position. And when they're they got to make sure they, they pick them up. And um, you know, that's how it goes. So we're, we're trying to keep them clean the whole, whole game. And with your experience, with your experience, uh, how long does it take a guy to pick up your total scheme and what you're trying to do? It seems like Sammy is having a lot more fun now and being more relaxed. Yeah, I think you know he probably said it the best. It's your your second year. You you're familiar with everything from the practices to the installs to you know whatever amount of plays you're putting into actually knowing the play. And then a lot of it comes off of knowing what the guy next to you is going to do. Not just knowing your assignment, but knowing what the guy next to you, his assignment is, so you can play off of him. And um, and so I think he, you know, it takes a little bit of time to do that. But he, he's a smart kid, and he works extremely hard. Now, we probably didn't cut him any breaks because we had him playing all three positions. And um, and so that's that's another load on there, but. He works extremely hard, and and uh, he learned everything. I mean, you, you saw him improve as the season went on too. So, did you talk about uh, trying to contain uh, Derek Carr after the game he was coming off of? Which, yeah, phenomenal. Twenty-five passes. Yeah, phenomenal game. I, I, I mentioned this before. I had him in the Pro Bowl before, and so I got to know him as a as a kid and smart smart guy with a lot of talent, and um, and so he's a heck of a player, and, and we're, we're aware of that. You know, it's a. It's a great challenge for us uh, when we play him. Yeah, if you go back and looked at the tape of when Tyreek got hurt, was that a clean football play, the, the tackle there? Is that something that happens during a game? Yeah, no, I think the play was that, that part. The stuff after, I, I would probably question, but the, what happened initially was, yeah, it's a good tackle. And Which what's his years with the team and you guys getting the feedback this week? Is he? I, I missed it. who you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting his years okay. with you. Mm -hmm. Is there. Is he probably the best suited player to, to mimic or mirror what Tyreek does based on size and what you've used him in the past? Well, he's, yeah, he's done it before. Um, McColl's been kind of in that, that position. Um, however, we feel good working both of them. Uh, we're okay with that. Uh, they'll all play. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all going to play. So. But, it's, but you would see it's more of a mix between both Anthony and McColl. Yeah, and D-Rob, we're, we're confident. D-Rob knows everything. He, he's got the whole thing down, too. So we're not tied into one, one thing or one person, really. I think the Raiders look pretty good on Monday night. We're able to get the win. Just how do you manage? Because you're such close friends with Ruben, yeah. kind of wanting them to have success, but at the same time you are up against each other. No, absolutely. I want them to have success. Um, I love the, the competition. I mean, that's why we're in this. And so I know that team's going to be well coached. I mean, really well coached. So um, I love that. I, I think our coaches love that challenge because he's got good coaches. And, and then they, they went through and retooled that team this offseason, and they've got good players. So um, you love that part. I mean, that's why you spend all these hours doing what you do. And uh, you want the best. You want all their guys to be healthy and everybody. You know, that's how you want it. And then you go play. And uh, yeah, that's a great part about this thing. 
Clearly, Coach, Coach, Coach Gunther brought over perfect this offseason. He's one of those guys. He to be one of the guys that kind of emotionally just was the leader of that defense. You got some young guys. Just what were your main takeaways from what you saw from that defense against the Broncos? Yeah, well, I think most of all, he knows that defense in and out. So you, you give him different looks, he, he can be the adjuster on that and uh, get guys lined up. So from a coaching standpoint, you know, he, he, he helps out, you know, the, in that way, so he's like having a coach on the field that way. Couple more guys. Good. Uh, Offensively, you know, you I guess maybe historically kind of taking a little bit of time to work some rookies in there. Do you prefer to kind of let them gradually feel out the process as opposed to throwing them in right away? Yeah, I'm okay if they play. Uh, you know, you don't have them very long. So in this day and age, so uh, um, with with free agency and all that, so if they can play. You exploit their talents, man. Get them in and cut them loose and let them go. Andy, what, what do you remember feeling on 9-11? And how much do you think in the days afterward or the week week afterward, sports was part of part of the healing? Yeah, well, I was right there. I was in, on the eastern seaboard there in Philadelphia, and, and uh, I remember very well. I mean, I remember talking, calling Mike Sherman, who was in Green Bay. Or he actually, he called me and wanted to talk about football, and I'm, you know, everything's going on so um, and he wasn't even aware that it was going on so that, that it's uh, it, you know but I think everybody on the eastern seaboard was pretty locked in on uh, where, the, where things were happening and how they were happening and uh, and then afterwards I thought the country did a great job of rallying uh, it was phenomenal. Did you think sports sort of mattered? Oh absolutely absolutely big part of it you know, big part of kind of getting everybody back something to jump in on and, and, and unite you know so it was very important a positive that way in a negative very negative situation that was a real positive so some classy words there from andy reed as he's asked about september 11th uh, again more at the end of this podcast if you if you do want to stick around when it comes to the chief's notes andy reed was asked about byron pringle the chiefs ended up releasing byron pringle when the anthony thomas came off his suspension uh, pringle did clear through waivers and he is now back with the Chiefs as a member of the practice squad. But it seems like with Tyreek Hill now being absent, the Chiefs are, are turning back to Tremont Smith. So Tremont Smith went from a cornerback to an offensive player during training camp, went back to a cornerback to begin the season. And now with the injury to Hill, the Chiefs will be working him as an offensive player once again. Andy Reid wasn't willing to commit that there would be more work for LaShawn McCoy, but I think things are trending in that direction. Probably going to end up being a 50-50 split this weekend in my estimation. A lot of nice words about Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins coming off that 198-yard effort against the Jacksonville Jaguars, three touchdowns. Watkins looked outstanding, and Reed credits both his ability to learn the playbook, and it has to be his willingness and what he did this offseason to stay in shape. And the Chiefs are going to need that to continue now without Tyreek Hill. One of my questions that I asked Reed was about John Gruden, and these are two coaches, Reed and Gruden, that grew up together in the 1990s as coaches with the Green Bay Packers. And so I asked him, is it tough seeing him succeed given the fact that you're playing him in the AFC West division? And I think Reed answered it perfectly. 
He said, you're happy for the success because that's why they're all here. They're here to compete. So when Gruden does succeed, now it's up to Reed to succeed himself. And and these two coaches get to go at it on Sunday. And Reed's quarterback is probably a little bit better than Gruden's quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. Here's Patrick Mahomes from the podium. How are you doing? What does the uh, Raider rivalry mean to you? For the fans in this town, it's got a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, when you you definitely know the history of the rivalry, and and you know that they're gonna give uh, their best effort, and we're gonna give our best effort to win that game. Uh, it kind of just means more. Uh, you can just feel it around the com- uh, community and, and uh, the facility, and so uh, we're excited to be able to go there, play in Oakland, and get the to have a great opportunity against a great team. Patrick, you had some time to rest your ankle. How does it actually feel? Uh, it's feeling better every single day. Uh, that's the biggest thing. I mean, that first day after it was a little sore, but uh, it, uh, since then the swelling's gone down and I'm able to move around a little bit better. So I'm uh, excited about getting on the practice field and being able to go out there and still get all the reps that I would usually get. Any different feeling than a common ankle injury? Uh, no, I mean, if you've played sports, you, you, you've had ankle injuries before. And so right when it happened, I knew what it was. Uh, but I was, I was glad I was able to get back out there and finish the game and uh, excited about the progress I've had so far. You took some pretty good hits in that game last week. Do you feel like you might have been able to avoid some of that? Had you been able, maybe a little more mobile? Yeah, maybe at the maybe at the end there. But uh, I mean, that's a good D line, regardless. I mean, even before that, they were they were they were they were moving around. They're flying around, and they have they have guys that can go at every single position on that D line, and they rotate well. Uh, I thought the O line did a good job with with the heat and, and everything they had, with the, all the stuff they were bringing. But uh, I mean, that that was a good D line, and I was excited that we were still able to have success as an offense. Now that you had a chance to go through the Jacksonville video, why were you guys more effective in the running game when, when Sean McCoy was in there as opposed to either of the other guys? Yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't. Even, I haven't really noticed that, but uh, yeah, I think it was just he he hit it whenever he he got in there. I thought Damian did a good job as well, catch the ball in the backfield, running the ball. Uh, but that that's that's how we have as a, an offense is whoever gets the opportunity, they're going to make the plays no matter who's in there. Besides the obvious in the production, just what gives you the confidence that Sammy can go in and fill uh, that void that you know without Hill for at least the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's. Sammy's going to do his job regardless of if Tyreek's there or not. I mean, he's going to go out there, play hard. He's going to go out there, uh, execute whatever Coach Reed asks him, ask him to do. And I think having Mecole and D-Rob and these guys that have worked hard all training camp, uh, having them kind of get into that role and be able to do some of that stuff as well will we'll help out uh, the whole team. And, I mean, that's how we've always been is when you get your opportunity to go out there and make plays. Is there any comfort in knowing that? You guys have at least done this as of OTA's mini camp where Tyreek wasn't necessarily with the team. I know you guys did throwing sessions with him, but is there any comfort knowing that you guys have gone through at least practices without Tyreek for something like this? I think just the training camp and OTAs and stuff that we had in general. Uh, Coach Reed rotates those guys. G. Lose does a good job of rotating those guys. I mean, we run a lot of reps at practice, so guys are getting reps no matter no matter who's there. And so even last week with the heat and everything that we had, uh, we made sure to rotate the guys and get them reps. And so that's why when the whenever Tyree did go out in the game, they were able to transition easy, and we could still use utilize the whole game plan, and we didn't have to worry about what we could and couldn't use. You seem to like watching sports as much as playing them. Did you happen to watch the? Monday night football game, and if so, if you've seen the tape or highlights, just what have you made of the Raiders defense so far? Yeah, I, I got to the first half on Monday night, but I fell asleep at, at halftime. But uh, <laughs> I did. Wa- I watched the film, and I mean, those guys are playing with a ton of energy. Uh, all those young guys that they had last year have really elevated their game, and uh, the guys they brought in, uh, they're playing with a ton of confidence. And so they're going to be a great test for us. They do a lot of different coverages, a lot of different blitzes, and so for us, it's a it's going to be an early test that we're going to have to go out there and have a good game plan for.
After the injury on Sunday, did you feel like there were some things that maybe you, you couldn't do that you normally would, or what kind of drive did you have off that play? Yeah, I feel like I could still throw the ball well. The uh, only thing that really was different maybe was some of the scrambles that you're accustomed to seeing me do. Uh, I was more in the pocket, but I feel like I, in the, the, during the whole game, I kind of was like that anyways. So uh, it, then maybe there might have been a time or two where I might have scrambled out instead of uh, getting uh, tackled or dumping it to the flat. But other than that, I felt like I was pretty uh, good with where I was at. You've been to Oakland. You know how crazy the fans can be. Um, it's the last visit there. So are there any good things you remember about going there as an opponent? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. I mean, you know that, especially with the rivalry and everything, that the history that the, the Chiefs and Raiders have. Uh, but it's going to be uh, cool to get out on that field. I'll get to say I played on the exact field my dad played on at one point. And so it'll be, uh, it'll be cool to have that experience and hopefully come out with a win. It's going to look like a baseball field, too. Yeah, yeah, I'll have the dirt and everything. I've, I've played it short sometimes, so I'll be able to hopefully keep my feet there. Did you, would you, you have any memories of the couple times you've been there, of the bus rides in, the Raiders fans can be a little saucy? Have you any memories of things they've said or, or done in the bus rides or down there by the black hole? Yeah, they're, they're definitely proud of where they're from and who they're, who they're representing. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's always good when you have those games. Uh, you're able to kind of go in there and, and you know that it's kind of us against the world type of mentality whenever you're on that field and you're, you're in that stadium. But I'm sure we'll have a, a few Chiefs fans there as well. What have the conversations been like with your dad like now that you guys are actually going to get to do that with playing in the same exact field? Yeah, I mean it's it's really cool when uh, when, we, when we when you think about it and when we talk about it. But I mean it, it's still just playing the sports that we loved, and uh, it's just worked out that way where we got to play on the uh, same exact field. How hard is it to play on an infield? You know, like you dropping back to pass, and maybe you're scrambling or something compared to just natural grass or. Well, I, I haven't got to uh, actually do it yet. So, uh, I mean, I know it's going to be different. I've seen how other other teams have attacked it. Uh, but uh, until you kind of get out there, we'll, we'll kind of go with the flow till then. Patrick, the you Yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, I think that's the last one that they have. And uh, this is supposed to be the last year. So, I mean, it could be the last time that we get to play on something like that. But uh, it'll be a great experience to have. Patrick, Sammy said that he was excited when Jalen Ramsey was rotated over to guard him. It kind of showed where he was at and he's able to feel that so how are you able to find out exactly where you're at are you using like the Jag defense or would you be using another team yeah I just try to make progress each and every week I think that's the biggest thing with me is is to keep getting better I mean there's still so much for me to learn I want to make sure that I can I can kind of dissect defenses before the snap and, and during the snap and just get us into the best play possible I feel like last week uh, I did a good job of just kind of getting the ball to my hands and letting the guys make plays and uh, not trying to force anything whenever it's not there and so I'm gonna keep trying to get better at that and uh, keep trying to attack downfield as well. Granted, the, the Jags front seven is really good. Do you feel okay and comfortable with the protections last week? It just, it just seemed like you were just getting hit quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was sitting in there and making throws. I mean, when you play, you're you're going to get hit. Um, I'm, my job is is to stand in there and make those throws uh, into those into those windows. And so for me, uh, I'm gonna trust in that the O line that they're gonna they're gonna protect me and uh, stay there and make those throws whenever they're there. You mentioned on Sunday that play to, to Kelsey, the no look, and you mentioned that you sort of regretted that. Was it the decision to throw a no look, or was it just you missed the pass? Um, I thought I, I thought I did a good job of moving the the, the flat defender, uh, but I, I don't think I necessarily needed to go full no look. I could have maybe like looked after because I got I got him I got him inside and he was trying to get to the place I wanted to throw the ball. It's just maybe maybe right before I threw the ball, just kind of give him a, at least a glance to see how he kind of came out of his route. <laughs> you mentioned watching the game Monday night, and I know you like to watch a lot of football. Mm. What do you do when commercial comes on and it's you? 
Yeah, it's still it's still surreal. I mean, it's still kind of weird. I guess you would say uh, whenever I'm just talking to my girlfriend and I hear my voice in the background. <laughs> but uh, it, it is a cool it's a cool deal, and it's kind of all of those commercials seem that they came out all at the same time. But it, it's cool to see yourself in in that in that uh, place on TV. No more guys. Any new ones coming? Uh, I don't think so for a while at least. So hopefully we, we can kind of keep it where it's at for a little while and then maybe some will come out a little bit later in the year. Last year, you guys were so good early in the year, especially at Red Zone. Some of those, mm -hmm. you know, kind of misdirection plays and just total walk-ins. You guys had that first and goal after Sherm caught the pass down by the goal line and you tried the, the flip pass to mm -hmm. Damien. It seemed like they were really ready for that. Did you feel like the Jags specifically were maybe a little more ready for some of that stuff than, you, than it took the league a little while to catch up last year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they did a good job of stretching that play out uh, and, and making a good play on it. Uh, obviously, we, we, we were going to try to execute better when we do stuff like that. But the good thing about when you do a play like that, we come back later and we just run the ball down the middle and we get in there. So you got to be able to do it both. you got to be able to run the ball up, up the middle whenever you need to. you got to be able to stretch it out wide. And the fact that they have to prepare for both of those will help either, either one of them out. That's all you seem more comfortable in those commercials now. Is it just the experience that you've got? Did you take any lessons in practice? Or? Uh, I didn't take any lessons. Just kind of the more experience, and uh, as you get get to doing something, you start you start to understand exactly how you need to go about your business. Welcome back to from the podium. If you were listening before the break, you got to hear Patrick Mahomes discuss how he prepares for his commercials. Because now we're dealing with a national superstar. And he says it's like anything else. You, you practice and, and you get used to it. And he feels pretty good about where that has gone. I thought it was interesting when people were asking about LaShawn McCoy and his success. Mahomes downplayed it. He's a great teammate. Does that for Damian Williams. One of my questions was about protection of the offensive line because Mahomes took a beating. And that's why his ankle has been hurting. That's why he's listed on the injury report. And he said the getting hit is part of the game. Just remains the ultimate teammate, and I think it's really cool for fans that he cares so much about this Chiefs-Raiders rivalry. It matters to Chiefs fans that the Chiefs care about beating the Raiders, and Mahomes understands that. He understands how to be a good teammate, stand up for his teammates, obviously he understands how to do commercials, and he understands Chiefs-Raiders, and that's coming up on Sunday at 3.05 Arrowhead time. We're going to wrap up from the podium with linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Here's Hitchens from the podium. What do you think about the Raiders' rivalry with the Chiefs, even though you, know, mm -hmm. you may not have played in as many years as we've covered? But it's pretty well documented. These two teams haven't liked each other over the years. Yeah, uh, that's blatantly clear that they don't like each other, and it's uh, it's awesome to be a part of it. Uh, uh, seen some videos, old videos of the past, and uh, we actually watched a little old video today. Uh, Coach Back showed. So it's it's a great rivalry. Uh, they don't like us, and we don't like them. So, but at the end of the day, we we out here trying to win a football game, uh, and you know. By any means, that's all we're trying to do is win a football game. Now, the black hole is notorious for really giving players a hard time and oh, yeah. kind of scary or whatever. What are what is your thoughts about them? I mean, can you tune them out completely? Yeah, uh, you can. When you want to fail, it's, it's hard to hear uh, the player next to you, let alone someone in the stands. Uh, but yeah, it's a great environment. Uh, if you're not ready for it, it could trip you up a little bit. Uh, fortunately, this is my third time playing there. Uh, this will be my third time. Um, 
so I'm used to it. It's a crazy environment, uh, as everyone know. Uh, they, I mean, they throw stuff, they talk smack, and all that. But once you get on the field, you, you can't even hear them. Just you know, when you're on the sideline, it might be a little difficult. But uh, when you're playing out there, you're, you're not really worrying about what the you know fans saying or who who else saying. I'm just trying to get my guys lined up and you know play fast. What did Spag show you? Was it some old fights and stuff? Or? No, it wasn't fights. Uh, it was just uh, just the rivalry. People talking smack, a couple big hits. Uh, just you know, just the, the history of it. It's, it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be you no know, physical football game, uh, you know, and that's what we you know built on here. Is, is that something different than what Coach Sutton did? He embraced the rivalries. Is this a kind yeah. of a different feel? No, nah, it's the same thing. Same uh, we embraced it. We know it's going to be a fight, a uh, physical game, and then you know, we, for me playing linebacker, I like this type of atmosphere. So. You guys had one kind of challenge with Fournette last week. Mm -hmm. It was talked about a lot. Now you got another young guy who's mm -hmm. highly touted, but had done and been out there a whole lot yet. Yeah. Had a good game last week. Just mm -hmm. what stands out to you about Jacobs and how is he different in preparing for than Fournette? Yeah, uh, he's a good back. Uh, we're gonna face a lot of good backs this year. Um, it's very similar. He's a one-cut guy. Very hard to get down to space. Uh, we gonna need more than one guy, you know, wrapping up and hitting them. So uh, every week is gonna be a different challenge. Uh, these first two weeks are backs. I uh, don't know who we play the week after, but I'm sure it's gonna be more good backs. Um, it's just you know, you just gotta have team ball. Stopping the run is first. Uh, we did a decent job. We, we did a pretty good job. You know, a couple of runs leaked out on us that we we won back. But as uh, long as we do that, make it one dimensional, and you know, let Frank and Chris and Oak, uh, all those guys just rush. You know, it should be a successful day for us. What kind of challenges Derek Carr bring for you with the, you know, short ten yard passes? And mm -hmm. Yeah, he was on the roll. Yeah, uh, he's a veteran quarterback. Uh, he's seen a lot. Uh, we got some stuff for that. Uh, but he's seen a lot. He know exactly where he's going. Uh, most people say he just, you know, dip and dodge at the ball because he know exactly where he's going. Uh, and they're efficient offense. They they, they they take the two to three yards, four yards, five yards. They don't got to uh, chuck the ball downfield. And I just think that's, uh, you know, kudos to the run game. You know, in the run game, they get him a second is short. So we got to be good on a first down in the run game. It's similar question with uh, to BJ. Just should more people be talking about Darren Waller and everything that he's able to do? Say that again. Waller, the tight end. Yeah, yeah. Should more people be talking about what he's able to yeah. do? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we have in our room. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, anyone has been talking about him, but we have. He's a good player. Um, you know, he can be out as a receiver. He can be, you know, a tight end, long, lanky guy. Uh, so we got some things for him. Uh, it should be interesting, and you know, just like every week, you know, he's a good football <laughs> player. We got we got some stuff for him. One thing you said uh, this past offseason with the four three, and the mm -hmm. you felt like you could play faster now that you were on the field for 100 mm -hmm. percent of the snaps. Does that translate into the regular season? Just how do you feel about it? Yeah, uh, always some some things you want back, some things you want to improve. But overall, uh, I graded out pretty well uh, in our room. So uh, just got to keep improving. Um, uh, it's week one. It's nowhere where I want to be. Uh, I'm just trying to be you know better every week. Uh, and by week 16, you know I'm better than I was. You know week one. Spags and you guys have talked all offseason about the communication and make yeah. sure everybody's lined up and that's your job up front. Mm -hmm. Now that it was in a live situation with all the adrenaline, yeah. how comfortable with, were you with kind of the process, the game plan, the communication you had between the guys in front of you, the yeah. guys behind you, getting everybody lined up? Yeah, uh, I want to say there's 58 snaps. Uh, got everyone lined up on every one. There was one where they blew up the formation and went empty and we had a master check on it. I didn't get to it. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, everyone was on the same page uh, for the most for the most part. I mean, for the whole game, uh, I didn't. I, my coach didn't come to me and say, 
you know, I closed this front wrong or anything like that. So uh, I think we're all getting it. Uh, I'm sure every week he's going to add more to our plate. Uh, and it's my job to get everybody lined up. So did the quarterback change have anything to do with I mean, like, was it changing the game plan at all when – because you guys didn't have much fear. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't. When you go in a game, uh, game week with a game plan. Uh, it's just kind of hard to make a new game plan on the sideline. Um, and I'm similar to them. I'm sure if they had that quarterback starting, they probably would have had a little different game plan. So uh, uh, we did what we could. Uh, obviously, he went in and was very effective. Uh, quick throws. Uh, completion rate was pretty high. Uh, and a lot of stuff like that. It was on us too. We, we blew a couple coverages. Um, uh, we gave them a couple easy looks, and we're building on the defense, too. So uh, that was a good opportunity for us to learn from. A couple more, guys. Uh, and when Coach Spags showed you the old film, what do you think the underlying message of that was, and mm -hmm. how did you take uh, it's, it's about being physical. The most uh, physical team wins. Uh, and then you can see guys talking smack, uh, you know, <laughs> on the field, off the field. So just be ready. Keep your head on, you know, and just play ball. Uh, but it's going to be a physical match. Uh, going to be some bumps and bruises. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. What makes Damian Wilson so fun to play with? Mm -hmm. with yeah, he's everywhere. Uh, he, he runs sideline to sideline. He never gets tired. Um, and if you watch practice, he's one of those guys that forced some fumbles. He had to be behind Juan. He probably was second or behind Juan in uh, T5 and turnovers throughout the, you know, from the spring to camp. Uh, he has his motor energy. He runs to the ball. He strips the ball. He picks the ball. So, uh, big year for him, you know, coming in here as a free agent. Um, and I'm just looking forward to the, you know, the rest of the year. I mean, Trust me, he's going to be a guy that you guys keep your eye on. Is there a priority of what you want to do from last week to this week on defense? Things you looked at that you're like, okay, this is the focus this time mm -hmm. for you guys other yeah. than preparing for the Raiders? Yeah, everyone's different. Everyone has uh, individual goals they want to you know, get better at, uh, technique, uh, uh, their eyes, and things like that. But uh, as a team, I just got to continue. Uh, that's one thing uh, for a Mike Backer is to continue to get everybody lined up. I can't have a slip up, you know, just because I had the, the good week one. So continue to get everybody lined up, continue to be loud, get my safeties to call, my D-line and my backer. So for me, it's to continue that and then just to work. Uh, there's some things that I messed up in the game and uh, coach already got them in individual. We work at some getting off blocks a little quicker. Uh, seeing pullers, getting our depths, it's just little things like that. And uh, the, being a pro is just coming in and, and, and knowing you're wrong and fixing it. So, Last one, BJ. It seemed like at the end of the game, the Jags defense particularly, was, they were pretty tired. Yeah. Playing 100% of the snaps. Just, yeah. How much do you feel like the way that Coach Reed ran his training camp, yeah. how much he put you through, put you in a position where you were fresher, yeah. at least fresher than the other guys? Mm -hmm. the yeah, there's probably like one or two plays, you know, out of the, the 58 to 60 plays we had that I was like, oh, I'm a little tired. And, uh, and that was long drives. Uh, but throughout the game, I wasn't tired at all. Uh, we do 12, 15 plays sets here, I mean, I, you know, uh, in the heat. So uh, at the time it sucks, but when, you, when you're playing in the season, you just, you, you're you thanking Coach Reed. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of our guys wouldn't retire. So, you know, that fourth quarter came, we was playing like it was, you know, the first snap. And you could see that effect on other teams. Uh, uh, not to say they didn't condition or nothing like that. It just, we, we just went to work. And, you know, the first day of our training camp, we were on 15 half gassers and they come to practice. So a lot of teams are not doing that. Uh, I got a lot of buddies in the league. They're not doing that. So, uh, yeah, and it paid off. And hopefully you just keep, you know, keep paying off. So a few things on Anthony Hitchens. I think it's great how authentic he is. He wasn't afraid to say that there is still a learning curve for this Chiefs defense. 
how he felt comfortable with all the calls except for one, and he specifically pointed out the play. Really complimentary of Damian Wilson and all that he does, the guy who's playing next to him right now understands the challenge that goes into defending the Oakland Raiders, talking about guys like rookie Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, and they're they're taking the Raiders very seriously. And yeah, there's been past Raider teams that I think you could maybe overlook and not prepare as hard for, but the Chiefs realize this is a team coming off a Monday night football win and one that wants to win the AFC West division. And if you watch Hard Knocks, they're motivated. John Gruden is a motivator. And the Chiefs will probably have a tough challenge ahead of them on Sunday. I do want to switch gears now to what I talked about earlier, September 11th. For those of you who don't know Pete Sweeney the person that well, uh, I am from New York. And I've moved to Kansas City to cover the Chiefs about five or six years ago. And I wrote a little something and I shared it to my personal Instagram, instagram.com slash pgsween if you ever did want to take a look at it. Uh, but September 11th and the weeks after that are really special to me. And it just was a, an important three or four weeks in my life. And this is something I wrote years ago. And it still reigns true here 18 years later. So I'm going to end from the podium uh, this week by reading that passage to you. And as always... I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate if you've made it this far in the podcast. 18 years ago today, I was a 12-year-old 8th grader at Our Lady of the Snows Catholic Academy in Flora Park, New York, where right before the final dismissal of school, we were told of the 9-11 attacks. Even though Flora Park is about 20 miles away from Manhattan, when you look towards the city that day, you could see the billowing smoke. Over those next days and weeks, as a city, as a country, we pulled together. First, we grieved together, and soon after, we began to cope with our new reality. Sports were a part of the healing, and on September 23rd, 12 days after the attacks, the New York Giants took the field again, and it was against the Chiefs in Kansas City. The NFL commissioner at the time delivered a pregame address to the Arrowhead crowd, and when the New York Giants ran onto the field, the Kansas Cityans gave them a thunderous ovation. Somebody asked me when the last time I was at an away game and had somebody cheer for me, Giants linebacker Mike Barrow said after the game. Not since my Pop Warner days. What it shows is everything that happened didn't just affect New York. This is an American thing. During the game, Kansas City fans passed around a fireman's boot for donations, and that amount was matched by the Chiefs and the Hunt family. At the end of the day, a total donation of $451,413.88 was raised for relief efforts in New York City. I don't live in New York anymore, and I won't be there today for this anniversary. Where I will be is Arrowhead Stadium, where this generous act of kindness took place so many years ago. New York will always be home to me. And that will never change. But this story always makes me so proud to call Kansas City my second home. And even more proud to be an American. Never forget.